everybody's working for the weekend. That's the well-known line from the 1981 hit by the Canadian band Loverboy. Even though shift work and 24-hour production lines don't allow all of us to get the weekend off, many people still reach Saturday morning with a sense of relief. The alarm clock is not set. There is no work to be done except for the work and the activities that we choose to do. Last night, our family connected with dozens of people from our congregation and community at a lovely ham dinner. This morning, we're hanging out with Jeff and Mary Myers with their kids at a Saturday morning breakfast in town. After this, I plan to go home and put on English Premier League soccer. Louisa will wrestle me for the remote so she can watch the Masters Golf Tournament. She will likely win that wrestling match. What an end to a week of busyness and work. Today is a necessary break for me, a deep breath in. I know that starting tomorrow and Monday, we are back at it again. The dawning of a new week awaits. You might have noticed that there is a lot of things happening leading up to Jesus' death on the cross. And in each day of his journey, even the smallest actions and phrases were packed full of deep meaning. God was working all these things together in order to show us what Jesus was accomplishing in his journey through death. As we saw from the beginning, Jesus had continuously set his face towards the work and the plan of God. In John's Gospel especially, Jesus is introduced as the enfleshed God who had come to do the work of the one who sent him. This work didn't end as he neared his death. We have seen that from his agonizing in the garden until his final groaning words on the cross, Jesus had not stopped working to complete his calling until now. Jesus thirsted and received a final drink of sour wine. And when he had received that drink, Jesus said, It is finished. And with that, he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. John 19, verse 30. Notice he did not say, It is all over, or I am done. He said, It is finished. Jesus is saying that the job the Father had sent him to do had now been completed. Even the chaos and the violence that were hurled onto him did not stop him from completing what he had been sent to do. And now it was time for Jesus to enter into his rest. He bowed his head and he gave up his spirit. It is finished. The work has been done. The chaos didn't prevail against the work of God. And now it is time of rest at the end of the week. Now we might miss this at first sight, but I think the Gospels are telling us something incredible in these words. I think they're welcoming us to look back at the dawn of all creation when the Word of God formed all things out of chaos and emptiness. In the opening pages of Genesis, we read, By the seventh day, God had finished the work that he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. 
in Christ's dying words, we are looking at the rebuilding of all creation. This might seem strange to us. We think we're looking at a dying and defeated man. But no, we are watching as God recreates the way of being human, the way of grace and love, the way of forgiveness and gentleness. The world's way of violence and self-love is being overturned in the death of Jesus. On that cross, he is the new man, the, the second Adam. And in his humble death, God is saying once more, it is finished. My work is now done. After these words, Jesus died. He entered his day of rest. The week had ended. Yet, what many others didn't know was that the new week was about to begin. Let's pray. Jesus, you are the firstborn of a new creation. Your way of life and even your way of dying is brand new to this world. God has started his new creation in you. It was finished at the cross and it continues to this day. Help us see that we are now people of a new week. Alive with you, Jesus. Amen.